live from Fort Bragg's backyard. This is the show that put the 110 Nation on the map. There is only one nation, the 110 Nation. And you're listening to the 110 Nation Sports Show. Covering each and every sport across the board. There is no sport too large or too little. It's time to talk the talk. Here we go. Here's the man, the founder, and your host, Mr. CJ Sports. Come out and 
328 to nothing over the Pittsburgh Steelers in the first quarter. Was, uh, and uh, to keep the game close with the Chiefs, so uh, it was what, about five points or so. Um, and much closer than I thought it was going to be. I tried to not get my hopes up. I will admit, uh, once Mahomes went out after we had had two drives, um, one with the, the targeting, non-targeting call, and the next time we got the ball, we went down and scored. I thought the momentum was in our favor. And then with Mahomes being out, I really thought that the Browns were going to be able to pull that out. Um, I, I really tried not to get my hopes up. I went in towards the end of the game, um, especially the last half of the fourth quarter. I, I kind of found myself getting hopeful. Um, I just didn't feel this was our season. I feel with a lack of offseason, a new head coach, Injuries, COVID-19, um, I, I think there's pieces in the defense that really need to be addressed. I just didn't see us be able to go all the way and go to the Super Bowl. And, and a part of me didn't want to go to the Super Bowl this year, but I always told myself if the Browns ever found themselves in the Super Bowl, I was going to go. And uh, I, I was going to find a way. And I know with the lack of able to uh, have attendance at these games and everything else, if they went to the Super Bowl this year, I would have not been able to afford what little tickets were out there. So I'm, I'm kind of glad we, we get another year or two uh, uh, of savings to get an opportunity to go watch the Browns in the Super Bowl, hopefully. Um, that's happened. Um, our Buckeyes lost in the national championship. Um, congratulations to Gila Caution uh, Flag Brayton, a uh, big Alabama fan. The better team won. Uh, not, not, never, I don't, I don't, up until we got Tom Dress actually played that week. And it was decided we was playing each other. I, I don't – up to that point, I, I talk garbage. Uh, I, I am a diehard Buckeye fan. He is a diehard um, Alabama fan. Of course, we're going to chit-chat back and forth and kind of uh, ruffle each other's feathers. But when it came down to it in this week, I, uh, this this championship game, I don't think I ever said we was going to beat them. Um, I, I just felt that Alabama was the class of the, uh, the, the college this year. Um, I think we all were just glad to see Clemson uh, probably one of the most, I don't know, uh, Notre Dame was right there, uh, being one of the most overrated teams in all of college football. Um, and the whole conversation of Trevor Lawrence, um, I, I was glad to see that Ohio State learned their lesson from the previous year and didn't give the uh, defense coordinator uh, opportunity to steal signals and um, really be in the Ohio State playbook, which really changed the whole um, outcome and outlook of the uh, the game with Clemson and Ohio State. But the whole conversation of uh, Trevor Lawrence, uh, I, I just I, it baffles me, and I, I don't I don't get it. I, I don't. I guess I just because I don't see it. I mean, there, there's a lot of talk about this quarterback that is projected that, that the best college quarterback, to, the best quarterback to come out of college. And that, that he's a for sure thing, and all these different things that are thrown out about 
Trevor Lawrence, and I, I, I'm sure I mean, on paper I was good. That means seven fifty-eight of eleven thirty-eight. You're talking what it was a seventy percent completion, ten thousand yards, almost almost eleven hundred yards, ninety touchdowns, only seventeen such interceptions. Looks great in his college career on paper. But how great, how for sure of a thing, does, does the Jacksonville Jaguars really want to use the number one pick with a brand-new head coach that's never even coached in the NFL, Urban Meyer? Do you really want to put all your eggs in one basket and Trevor Lawrence? I mean, how many years do you honestly think they're going to give Urban Meyer at the coaching position, does does he want to really put all his eggs in one basket and knowing this might be his only opportunity in the NFL? It has taken this long for him to get the opportunity. Scrutinize for getting the opportunity with all the baggage that kind of comes along with him, with the, the, his assistance and, and the spouse abuse and the, the different things that have gone on behind the scenes, which goes on behind the scenes every program. There's, there's just a lot of things that has you scratching your head was Urban Meyer really the best possible selection out there with the best experience. And then comes you want to number one pick on Trevor Lawrence. I mean, me, it, it makes more sense to go ahead and find one. You want one of them on pick, trade down, and get a couple picks. Let's get a solid quarterback. There, there's what, four or five quarterbacks that, that are looking for homes as it is. I mean, the uncertainty of Jared Goff, uh, Sean McVay, kind of, kind of made it obvious that uh, the plans moving forward with Jared Goff I'm not very certain. And then Aaron Rodgers throws out his comment and talking about her, you know, never know what the future. And then Matt Stafford and Detroit are going to go their separate ways. Deshaun's demanding a trade and wants out. I mean, Brandon New York is his primary spot. But there's, there's a handful of quarterbacks. Cam Newton no longer has a, a job in New England, uh, which would kind of fit the whole. Urban Meyer playbook uh, with Tim Tebow and JT Barrett and all, all the other kind of running quarterbacks. So why not trade down? Take your chance with Cam Newton. We should got someone with NFL experience, someone that's even been in the Super Bowl, someone that can be a leader. I'm not a Cam Newton fan. We all know this. Um, I'm, I'm not a fan of any running first, throw second quarterbacks. The same things happen to every quarterback. Defense adjusts, learns these these quarterbacks and the garbage, Kaepernick garbage, Mark Jackson garbage, Cam Newton garbage. They're, they're not going to win Super Bowls. Teams adjust to it, and they're they're a one show pony. And, and once these defenses adjust, that's kind of the end of their careers. Now now Baltimore's running around trying to figure out what the hell they're going to do and who they're going to bring in and what wide receiver wants to come into an organization that they know that. There's only going to be a handful of passes, and they're not going to be very high-quality passes at that. 
I mean, what was the last pass Lamar Jackson had? Oh, what was it, a 101-yard uh, uh, pick six? Um, but uh, on top of those stats, Trevor, Trevor Lawrence on 37 and and Ms. Brady of the game pointed it out when we we was watching the game or whatever we're talking about. And uh I, I think that was only a second loss that I think the whole conversation was. And it it kind of I don't know, uh I, I'm just it looks once again it looks good on paper. But then when you actually start to open that book, career book of Trevor Lawrence, and not just take it face value, not just what the cover of the book says, but what's actually in the book. What has Trevor Lawrence actually done? Those 37 wins, 26 of them were against one of the weakest conferences in the NCAA. 26 of those wins was against the ACC. Be 100% honest, ACC ain't nothing more than a glorified high school level football program. I mean, the same to the Tar Heels and Duke of basketball. You're talking about a bunch of college programs that have not been really relevant to college football since Jameson Winston took Florida State to win a national championship championship what six, seven, eight years ago. And let's be honest, that championship was not that impressive either when the combined record of their opponents was only eighty one and eighty one. I mean you get to spend eight to ten years, twelve games playing against the ACC you're bound to determine to have a good record and it's bound to determine to look why they rolled in this whole playoff program and a whole playoff system that really needs to be expanded when we have a whole month off. There is no reason we're down to just four teams in the playoff. Let's, let's expand this. Let's have a We wouldn't have the mishap that we had this year and have two teams that have no business being in there, Clemson and Notre Dame. And especially Notre Dame, what the last three or four bowl games that Notre Dame's been in, have they even showed up? Like, they they, they lucky to even score. And and they've been blown out every bowl game that they've been part of, that that bowl games that are relevant. Not that we're going to let you play in a bowl game, your name is Notre Dame Bowl, and uh, those, those bowl games that those five and six and six and five and seven and five teams get to play in, which are just beyond me why we entertain all that. But 26 of his games, 26 of his wins against the ACC. Let's, let's break this down a little bit more. And, and, and maybe somebody out there can help me understand why Trevor Lawrence is a for sure thing. Why people feel Trevor Lawrence is the greatest college quarterback to, to ever play the game. Three, three of his 27 or 37 wins were against non-major conferences. Where the frick is Furman and Wolford at? Are they, they, they located in the, the, the 48 continental states or they, they Alaska? Like, I, where are these league colleges even located? And of course, you got the Citadel, which I, 
you say what you want, no army, but when was the Citadel, Army, Air Force, any of Navy really relevant? <laughs> good programs, but not championship programs, just good program. One of his opponents, one of his opponents was against a Sun Belt Conference team, Georgia Southern. That's one of the, the 20 Georgia Backwood college programs that, you know, the, the, the community college colleges that are in, in Georgia. One of them against the Conference USA team, Charlotte. I lived in North Carolina for 25 years. I didn't know there was a Charlotte team. He had one of them against Ohio State. One of his wins, yes. The beat Ohio State Buckeyes in the 2019 Fiesta Bowl with one of the worst and most controversial calls ever in a bowl game. Which then led Clemson, thanks to the SEC officiating, with the worst call to keep Ohio State out against LSU. That LSU turned around and just beat the brakes off of, of uh, which I'm glad they changed things this year. And Chris and I had this conversation while we was watching the bowl game that there never should be a coaching, or I'm sorry, a, a referee crew out of any of the conferences that are left. There are enough co- uh, college conferences out there to make it where we should never have any of the, the, the conferences in the Final Four being part of the officiating of those games. So if it's a, if it's a Big Ten, SEC, ACC, and, and it was just saying the SEC, then let's go to the Big 12. Let's go to the MAC conference. Let's go to the WAC conference. Let's go to any other conference out there and pull their best officiating, which had the Big 12 for the Ohio State Clemson game, and it was pretty pretty well um, called down the line. And I, I even I forget which officiating crew was part of the uh, the national title game, which you know was going to be a Big Ten or an SEC. But I, I felt that I don't recall any. Any calls that were really bad, I feel that it was pretty pretty well officiated down the line. But there never should be any crew from any conference officiating anything. Like you're setting yourself up for possibilities of fraud and, and claims and everything else. And it looked real bad the previous year when you had the SEC crew call one of the worst controversial, most controversial calls um, and worst calls in bull history to prevent Ohio State to go against LSU and putting a weaker team into the national title game. Opponents that uh, Trevor has played in this 37-win run here with the 37-2 rank. They played a weak and unranked Texas A&M and South Carolina team in 2018, and again in 2019, but with Texas A&M being ranked, um, they were ranked 12, but this is, this is not like they, they, they're playing Alabama or, or LSU in 2019. They're teams that were relevant. You're talking about Texas A&M, who's not really been relevant since Manziel was there, and that's just hard to believe that they was even relevant then. So you, you, you've got 37 wins. And, oh, hold on. 
That was that was against Alabama in the national title game. Fortunately for Clemson, Alabama was plagued with injuries. I don't even think they had their starting quarterback. I think we we had to go through. I think they used their backup quarterback and everything else. Played with injuries and everything else. They, that was a quality win. I, I give them that win as probably their only quality win, but they weren't even playing a full-strength Alabama Crimson Tide team. We all know how I feel about Crimson Tide. So, you got 37 wins out of 39 games. You got one really legitimate, legitimate quality win, even though it was an injured plague team in a national title game. What part of this is for sure thing. What part of his resume does Urban Meyer, you need to go ahead and draft him number one, put your debut NFL coaching career on the line for a quarterback that is played in a conference that's nothing more than a glorified high school program. Now, if he went 37-2 in the SEC, he for sure thing. You know, you did that in, in, in the Big Ten, the Chancellor, uh, for sure thing. He did that in the SEC. You know, he might as well have done that in Conference USA. He might as well have done that in, in what is the Conference USA, the Geno Smith, did all those records that did everything that played nobody, played Connecticut. See how well that worked out? I'm, I'm, I'm glad that he went ahead and announced that. And, and I'm glad that the Jets went ahead and won some games. One was too thrilled that one of the games was against my Cleveland Browns. But I'm, I'm glad that because he, he was he was getting his Goldilocks ponytail on a frenzy because he didn't want to go play in, in, in New York. And, and talking about I'm not going to go to the draft if New York's going to have the number one pick. That's who you want to be your, your, your leader of your team. Someone is willing to throw a little tension tantrum because they don't get what they want. A quarterback that has really no resume. Look that. You don't know me. I'm not real big on college stats because we, we watched the likes of Melvin Gordon run up 400 yards. Wisconsin, when, when you, you you have these Big Ten and SEC teams going against no, no-name no colleges, Hoopers and Hermans and ACC, <laughs> throw that in there. It's easy to, to, to rack up stats. But not, not a huge fan of that. But uh, we, we got about two months before uh, Jacksonville is actually on the clock and has to make a decision on – where they want to go with the future. Do they want to continue to be the same Jacksonville Jaguars that have that have had a rotating quarterback carousel that has not really been relevant in the AFC or the NC South really since their existence um, and has really blown many opportunities 
and I call it, they had 10, 10 pick, um, at, had a top 10 pick 12 in the last 13 seasons. We've already, we've already watched them waste the draft pick on Blaine Gavin in 2011, 10th overall pick. Blake Bortles, third overall pick, did draft like Ramsey and Fournette. They couldn't hold on to them because they couldn't get the rest of the team together, right? They couldn't use free agency correctly. Couldn't draft pieces to put around that. And we're going to go play somewhere else. We're tired of wasting our career. Very eager to see what Jacksonville does and how they they hold or manage to use their uh, number one draft pick and whether they get the uh, free agency and uh, get a quarterback that is proven or at least a quarterback that um, they can they can build something around, trade down, get a couple pieces, maybe find a quarterback later in the draft that a veteran quarterback, say a Matthew Stafford or a Jerry Goff can mentor and help uh, – bring them into uh, where they need to be and already have the pieces around or, or do you go all in on a Trevor Lawrence who has not proven anything and then try to sell veteran players to come play with a rookie head coach that has never, never coached a day in his life in the NFL. I just, I, I, I see this, being a, a recipe for disaster here. Make sure you guys jump over to the site, www.the110nationsports.com. Check out the latest going on at the 110 Nation. You guys catch all the shows um, over here at Blog Talk Radio. Um, you can catch the player at the uh, bottom of the first page or, or the homepage or uh, clicking on any, any of the articles on the right hand side. Uh, there's a player there for you to get you guys caught up on all the shows. Like I said, Race Chat Live made their uh, 2021 debut last night, 8 o'clock, right here on 110 Nation Sports Radio Network. They will be here every Monday night. So make sure you guys check that out. Make sure you guys check us out on Facebook, 110 Nation Sports. Major League Baseball. That day, two years. So I haven't since 1960, but nobody's got the 75% vote <laughs> to get in the Hall of Fame. I've mixed some of Um we we got especially the top three players. We we have some quality players that I, I feel that are are deserving to be in the Hall of Fame. And I, I know I'll catch backlash for that comment, especially with two of the names being associated with possible use of PEDs. One, nothing was ever proven. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not delusional. I, I remember seeing what Barry Bonds looked like in the Pittsburgh Pirates days. Probably weighed like a buck oh five something less. And then Orient's career in San Francisco and it looks like Hulk Hogan and twenty six inch pythons. I, I mean I'm not delusional. Um but I'm also not delusional of the things that these years, 
before they knew about these DVDs and before they knew how to test for these DVDs weren't using things to their advantage. My, my, my biggest example is Roger Merrick. So you don't tell me that man hit 61 home runs way back 60 years ago, whatever it was, forever ago. And you're going to tell me it took two guys on PED to finally beat that record? Like, how are you going to convince me all these years with the technology, how to better train, how to do better nutrition, supplements that you are legally allowed to take that helps with strength and recovery and everything else? Every, everything scientifically that these, these athletes can do. And you don't tell me someday or some, some player back in the black and white DV days was the only player to be able to hit over 60 home runs without PED. You're not going to convince me that. You're not going to convince me that, and, and, and once again, that's never going to be proven, but you're never going to convince me that one person was able to do something that it, it took someone, two people, or at this point, I think multiple people, doing PEDs to beat what he did. I'm sorry, you're not going to convince me otherwise. On top of that, it doesn't help your eye-fat coordination. You had pitchers doing it, and even out the play field, they know what the risks are. I, I I just there there's been a lot of players throughout the time in every sport that found a way to do something to help them improve what they're able to do on the field. And to sit here and, and pick and choose which players you're going to allow to get into the Hall of Fame, which players you're going to recognize, which players you're going to ban, is really more, one of the most ridiculous things that I think that I've ever witnessed. I don't care if Barry Bonds was juicing up every single day of his life. Hit 70-something home runs in a single season. He, 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 he could have been juicing every day of the week, twice on Sunday, and it wouldn't have made him the best hitter in the world. Made him a little bit stronger. Doesn't make it any easier to hit a 100-mile-an-hour fastball. It doesn't make it any easier to hit a breaking ball or a curveball or any other thing. I know I just I have an issue with the fact that you're willing to turn a blind eye things that are just as obvious in my book on things that were accomplished in the day that you didn't test or know about these things. But you're wanting to 
go and punish those that you can't even prove, have never even proven, that they have done, and that's where you're going to draw that line. Kurt Schilling got 71.1% of the vote. Um, uh, I, I know that Kurt Schilling has been catching a lot of uh, <laughs> a lot of flack over his uh, expressed support of the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol. Um, and I know that a lot of voters um, had requested to have their vote back that they no longer wanted their vote to go for him, which I, I think, regardless of your political stance and your beliefs and everything else that went on back on January 6th, that has nothing to do with what what he did on the, the field. And so I, I don't feel that that should be um, and that should be held against Kurt Schilling. And, you know, as more and more things come out, it isn't even clear on that whole U.S. capital stuff. And there's not something I'm going to even jump into. But, but I'm also, a, 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 I'm the same person also as a firm believer with the whole Pete Rose thing. What he did, gambling as the manager of the coach manager, whatever he was at the time, Cincinnati Reds. Very unacceptable. It's against the rules. I understand that. And therefore, as a manager, coach, whatever, he should not he should not be allowed in the Hall of Fame under that category if he would have been a Hall of Fame coach or a Hall of Fame manager. But what he accomplished on that field should have nothing to do with what he did after he, 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 he playing the game. And, and so the fact that they seemingly banned Pete Rose from the Hall of Fame because of what he did after he played and has nothing to do with what he did while he played it is, it is it, I, I don't get that as well. But she, Kirk Schilling, 71.1% uh, vote. He got 285 votes. Um, therefore, he was the closest one to reach that 75% mark. Um, Barry Bonds was second. Honestly, I'm surprised <laughs> the way these numbers are that Barry Bonds was even that close to the 75% with a 61.8% getting that 248 vote. Like I said, I, I, I don't agree with him not being in. Um, I, I, it's funny to me. And, when it comes to that, that whole era, because baseball was such a, a horrible state. You, you done had the, 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 the season that, that there was the lockouts. You hardly had anybody attending the games. Nobody even cared about baseball. Baseball was like at its all-time low. And Phil Lord McGuire and Sammy Sosa did what they did. And everybody was glued to the TV to see who was going to win this home run race. Who was going to hit a home run that night? Mark Martin or Mark uh, Mark McGuire going to hit a home run? Sammy Sosa going to hit a home run? Who 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 was going to be the home run leader uh, each night? And who eventually was going to go on to to take the record? And all of a sudden, baseball was back on the map. 
And it's crazy because they still didn't turn that money back in. They didn't say, you know what, that was tarnished money. Like, that was all because of DEDs. We're, we're not going to accept that money. We're not going to accept the, the, the sponsorships and everything that came along with the TV deals and everything else because of the viewing the uh, viewing was up and everything else. They never they never turned that back in. They didn't decline that. So it, it was it was good enough that it was acceptable for them so they can get that money. And they could draw all these people back in. They got sucked into watching baseball again. But then you have players like Barry Bonds that you can't even prove that what he has done, if he's done anything. Who knows? Maybe he just nonstop worked out. Like I said, I'm not delusional. It's possible. Possible I can win the, the, buy the, the, the winning lottery ticket tomorrow, too. I mean, the odds, but, you know. Roger Clemens came in a uh, close third with 61 points. Six votes, 247 of the vote. Um, also tied in to PED as well and holding uh, Roger Clemens, uh, probably one of the best pitchers I, you know, growing up watched, watching baseball. Um, and it's a shame that uh, his name is also tied into all the uh, PEDs um, as well. Other names that made the list, um, some of the some not so much for myself. Uh, Scott Rowland, 212 uh, votes, or I'm sorry, 52.9 percent. Uh, Omar Viswell at 197 votes, 49.1 percent. Billy Wagner, 186 votes, with a 46.8 percent. Todd Helton, 180 votes, 44.9 percent. Gary Sheffield, um, 163 votes, uh, 40.6 percent. Um, Andrew Jones, 136 votes, 33.9%. And uh, good old Jeff Kent. Jeff, go Giants. Jeff Kent. Uh, 130 votes, 
And they they got they got to talking about Tom Brady. And um some people saying he's the greatest athlete. And you know, Ms. Brandy and I we we got this whole conversation about greatest athlete and I'm gonna talk about that in a second. And then talking about uh um LeBron and basketball and Jordan and everything else. And, you know, like I told her, and I've had this conversation before, you know, I I don't have, I don't feel that there's necessarily, especially when it comes to basketball and Celtics, I feel that Jordan was the greatest of his time and Kobe Bryant was the greatest of his time. LeBron James has been the greatest of his time and the Lord 18 years later and he's in talks of MVP race and playing like uh, he did when he was first time around in Cleveland. He's uh, putting up ridiculous numbers. Um, with the rule changes and now you can flop and the hero step and all this stupid crap that you, you can do and get away with. You, you can have somebody walk past you and the breeze from her body to knock you over and get a bow and just the ridiculousness of it. I, I can't have a, a greatest of all time because things so much have changed and, and Steph Curry, you know, kind of evolved basketball into this whole three-point game and, and the Splash Brothers. So things are different and, and, and so I, I can't necessarily have a greatest of all time. And, I know people like to throw out the rings thing, and okay, that's everybody's biggest argument when it comes to Jordan versus LeBron. So what happens when LeBron wins another one or two? Where I think one of that four or five at this point, so he just hopped too far off the six. Because now your only argument going to be well, Jordan was six for six, which is doing an invalid argument because all the time that Jordan lost in the playoffs outside of those six times. So that that's gonna be interesting if LeBron can find himself winning at least his championships where this whole argument of LeBron James and Jordan is going to go and I'm kinda of curious to, to, to hear it. Um but the guys are talking about the greatest athletes all time and, and talking about Tom Brady and the fact that he's going to the tenth Super Bowl and He's already won six. He could possibly win seven, uh, win at seven. Nobody's even gone to the six. So he's already won just as many as most anybody else has ever gone to. Um, and, and there's a the conversation that, you know, got brought up, is he possibly the greatest athlete of all time? And, you know, I never really thought of Tom Brady that way. But interesting point was brought up is the fact that how can he be the greatest athlete or anybody really be the greatest athlete of all time unless they play multiple sports? Because you're saying the greatest athlete. And as Brandy brought up the point, so you're saying the only person that can that can win that be the greatest athlete is someone like a triathlon or you know, that competes in a triathlon if they're doing multiple and then, you know, in theory, I guess that would be the only way you could be the greatest athlete because you, you can't just be good at being the quarterback and be the greatest athlete because that's not necessarily being the greatest athlete. That's just being the greatest quarterback of all time. Um, but, you know, listen, these people have the social media off the chain, especially this whole last year with COVID. 
what else has anybody really got to do? You can't go nowhere. Um, you, you know, you, you got to wear a mask to your tables, and once you set your table in a restaurant, then magically COVID can't be caught. You don't have to wear your mask. You can't have more than 20 people in a restaurant, but you can have 17,000 people in the Buffalo Bills game, or not the, uh, no, the Green Bay game, I think it was 17,000. It, it blows my mind how they pick and choose. We got this whole conversation how different states, uh, you can have different amounts. One game, you only had 5,000. I, I think New Orleans was glad to have like 7,000. But then the rush, uh, I want to say it was Buffalo game. It was one of the two games. There were 17,000 people. You know, it, it's funny how they dictate how many people in different states can be at a football game. And then on top of that, where you can only have 20 people in the restaurant and you can have every other table, but you can have 17,000 people out of the football game. Um, so when, when we got to a point where, and don't get me wrong, I love the fact that we have football. So it's not that I am saying we shouldn't have football. Um, I, I I don't think anybody knows me at this point. I knows that I think this whole mass stuff and everything is just stupid and pointless and everything else. I'm not saying there's not COVID-19, but when there's a 1% death rate, uh, fatal rate and only 6% of the list of 1% is actually from actual COVID, so basically more people die from the flu every year and than they have from COVID-19. And knowing that the total deaths in 2020 is no higher than 2019, but we've had this pandemic. Um, it, 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 but anyway, once we got to a point that we're sitting here watching football, when we're watching 22 people on the field, nobody's wearing masks. Everybody is spitting, breathing, bleeding, and everything else on each other. And there's not a spread of COVID-19. In any of the teams, only only time that there was any COVID-19 spread had nothing to do with the actual game. Had people going to family, friends, doing things they shouldn't have been doing, and then getting it, and then coming back to the locker room, and then coming up tested positive and had this game. Not because because then you would have whole teams out, not just a couple players here and a couple players there, but on their contact tracing format that they had to go by. But just proved that. You know, you can have 22 people out there on top of each other, sweating, grabbing, bleeding, everything else, and it doesn't spread like it's supposed to. But we're sitting in a line trying to get into a restaurant and have to wear a mask, and we're standing six feet apart. Like, put your head on this. But, uh, um, I don't even know. I'm great athlete. Um, there's no doubt in my mind. I, I I can honestly say that Tom Brady will go down as the greatest quarterback. Well, you win or lose the Super Bowl, he's going to go down as the greatest quarterback. Yeah, you, you're talking ten Super Bowls, regardless if he wins it or not. That's what six Super Bowl wins, four losses. He could go to three more and still lose and still be the greatest quarterback. What he has done at his age. Playing at a at a higher level than uh, you got to figure most of these these quarterbacks that are even in the conference championship, well, a couple of them anyway were like in kindergarten and when he was winning his first Super Bowl. They, I don't even know if they were even born when he won his when he won his uh, when he got into uh, got drafted by the New England Patriots. 
um, to, to, to see what he has accomplished, to see what he is doing, even still in, in, at age 43, will, will definitely uh, make him the greatest quarterback to ever play the game. But, you know, they, they throw the, you know, the fact that you can't have a greatest athlete. How, how would you determine that? You've got, <coughs> like Jack Nicholson's won, like, what, 17, 18 championships. You got uh, Jordan that won six championships. You can go around and, and name all these different championships. There players and, and athletes in different sports that have excelled in their sport or in their position. But you, you take them out of their sport. I'm not going to do it out there um, on, on ice and see how well he would have done, how great of an athlete he would have been. So, um, no, I, I never really had thought about it. You know, I don't really know this, this whole debate on greatest of this or greatest of that. You know, I, I couldn't even get into that whole conversation when you, you talk about Dale Senior, the um, King Richard Petty, and Jimmy Johnson because there was three different three different generations. You know, you, you got Richard Petty who back in his day would run 50, 60 races in a season and then racked up 200 wins and all these championships. Um, as the rules changed and the competition got a little bit closer versus, you know, you know, the money back when he first got there, whoever had the money had the wins. You know, they, there there was kind of no limit and you know, as long as you had the money and sponsored, you could throw all this money you you had high quality cars. Uh, once the playing field got a little more even, Richard Petty wasn't winning races no more. He just saw that forty three car just out there on the track just doing laps and that was really it. Then you had Dale Senior. Came up in through a generation that, I mean, there, there was some talent, but I, I, I don't feel that the talent was as good as we've seen as it was as of recent with the Jimmy Johnsons, the Jeff Gordons, and Kyle Bushes, and um, we, we can go through a whole list. And, and not saying not only there was a lot of talent back then, but I still get it. the rules were different. What Dale Senior was allowed to do and how he was allowed to rub cars and move people out of his way, you're not allowed to do now. Kyle Bush and Kurt Bush, most of them have been sat in their pet box for doing the same thing that we watched Dale Sr. do. You were a Dale Sr. fan, you cheered it on. If you didn't like Dale Sr., you were pissed that your your guy got dumped. Um, but Robert was racing, and that's how it was in those days. Um, and, and then you have Jimmy Johnson that came along in the time that now we're doing playoffs and chases and Rules are different, and we're constantly changing cars, cars of tomorrow, generation this, generation that. Um, and so things were always different, and the sport was always and has always been evolving. Um, you know, who's to say 10 years from now we're not going to have, you know, that, that next driver that's got seven championships and you're having the same argument. Well, you can't have that same argument. You, know, you can't have the argument who's the greatest of all time because it, things have changed once again. Um, now we got running on dirt at Bristol, and now we got Rovals, and now you, you got this, and now you got that. And um, I mean, it just it, it continuously changes. And so the, the listen to people get into this whole greatest of all time conversation and argument. 
and on Facebook at 110 Nation Sports. Until next time. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Grand Canyon University's RN to BSN online degree program makes earning your bachelor's in nursing possible. Balance online coursework with local in-person clinicals to position yourself for potential leadership opportunities in the time you have from wherever you are. Leaving room for what matters. Achieve your goals with your personalized plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu.